1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, it's been a hot one this week weather-wise. What about in terms of the real estate market? Well, it, it definitely has not been hot. The, uh, the announcement last week, Tina, the 1% hike, it really did shock the system and, and put everyone back into that pause, that holding pattern. And we saw that right across the board in the real estate market where things just quieted down. And it's typical when you have a major announcement like that, people do pause and they go into a bit of a panic mode until they realize that, you know, things are the way they are and, uh, you know, the market is just readjusting back to a normal state. But what do you want to say to those listeners who are a bit concerned or maybe, you know, do not want to jump into a huge home purchase at this time? Do they not have every reason to be a bit concerned about what may be ahead or what may be around the corner? They sure do. And, you know, it really is concerning as to when you look at the inflation numbers and and you look at that, you know, we're, we're probably heading into a recession. A recession is two quarters, two consecutive quarters of uh, GDP declining. And one of the largest contributors to GDP is the housing market. But a couple of positives to take out of Tiff Macklin's speech when he was announcing the 1% increase. He said, we are front-loading the increase. So to me, what that is, is instead of doing a 0.75, which is probably what we expected, and maybe another 0.5 later, they front-loaded it. They, uh, they did a 1% increase right off the bat. And he also said that's to enable us to have a softer landing. So that means they're already looking forward to the economy having a soft landing with this 1% increase. And I believe what's going to happen is they're going to pull back a little bit. They're not going to do another major increase. Uh, There may be a a quarter point increase, but I don't think it's going to be a major increase, which is why he said that they front-loaded the increase. And what's going to happen is consumer confidence is going to start to come back really quick when the next increase doesn't happen or is a smaller increase. And when consumer confidence comes back into the real estate market, it explodes. We saw this in 2009. We saw this at the end of 2017, early 2018. And it really fires up the buyers and and they get out there and they start scooping up properties. So for buyers that are out there, this is a great window for you to capitalize on because it's quieter out there. And, you know, we're, we're able to put in conditions. We're able to get terms for the buyer at this point where previously in the last couple of years, we weren't able to. Everything was multiple offer. And it was a really stressful market for buyers, sellers, and realtors because realtors could have been working seven days a week, 10 hours a day, and not able to get those properties for their clients because it was just bidding war after bidding war. This is more of a, a normal market where it is a lot easier to secure those properties for our buyer clients at their terms. So they're not overextending. They're able to make informed decisions. So it does seem like it's a little bit 
of a nicer landscape out there for buyers and sellers. The properties are still selling. They're they're not able to get those ridiculous increases that we had over the last couple of years, like 20% increases, 30% increases for the year. But we're still up about 5% for the year. So uh, general message is it's a normal market out there. There's not a lot of reason to panic. At the same time, it's a great window for buyers. When do you predict consumer confidence will be back? What will it take? I think what it's going to take is them knowing that, uh, you know, there's some stability in the market, the, the prices are not peaking because the one thing when the market was really hot, people were saying the same thing, I'm going to wait. There was a bit of FOMO where they wanted to jump in just to make sure they had a house. Now they have that. They have that opportunity because there is selection out there, much more selection, although we don't have the uh, the crazy inventory numbers that you would associate with a, a typical recession type of economy, but we do have more inventory than we did before. Before we are under a month of inventory, now we're at about three months of inventory. So that's a good number of homes on the market to be able to make an informed decision, to be able to choose what you want in a home and not have to overpay. So uh, when does buyer confidence come back? I think uh, this is definitely a time where it should come back. And secondly, it's going to be if the Bank of Canada holds the interest rate to where it's at at the next announcement, or even if the announcement is a quarter point increase instead of a half a point or 0.75, you're going to start to see buyers get back out there. Now, the headline from the Canadian Real Estate Board recently was that national home sales were down in June. What can you tell us about what's happening here in York Region? Sales are down. Sales are definitely down, but we're working off of a record-breaking year where we were over 20% higher than a normal year. So if sales are down a little bit, that's that's expected. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where we finish. Uh, I think when we were talking last week, Tina said, you know, we're still going to finish in the top five or top 10 years in real estate history for units sold. And we're going to be, uh, you know, it, it's going to be okay. If anyone would have said, hey, this year we're going to have a recession, the Bank of Canada is going to increase rates by this much, uh, I think people would have been happy to know that this year would end up in the top 10 years in uh, in terms of units. And, you know, price is still going to be up. We're up 5% in average price right now for the year. So if you look at where we were January 1st to where we are right now, if you didn't buy last year, you've lost 5% buying power. So where are we going to end up at the end of the year? I would say roughly we should be at about 6%, 8% up, which means that average price is going to have to climb a little bit over the last few months in order to get us there. And I do expect that by the fall, you know, maybe mid to late fall, we're going to start to see sales pick up again. So sales are down. Does that mean that the prices are dropping as well? Not necessarily. The The average price, if you compare it month to month, is down a bit. And, and the reason is we're selling more. There's a shift in the mix again. So when the average price is up 25 to 30%, we were warning people that Prices have not gone up 25 to 30% across the board. What it is, is it's a shift in the mix. More people are choosing detached homes to purchase than condos. And when you have that, the average price naturally gets driven up because detached homes are a higher priced item than the condos. Now we have more condos starting to sell and, and the lower priced homes are starting to sell. The higher priced homes in the two, $3 million range and the $1.5 million range, they're taking a little bit longer to sell. And when that happens, the average price comes down because the majority of the sales taking place are the lower ticket items. So when that mix shifts, 
that really determines average price. So average price is not a great uh, way to measure what the market is doing because you really need to take into account what the mix is doing. And when you look at the mix and then add it to the average price, the, the average price isn't taking as much of a hit as it seems to be in the reports. So let's talk about the mix here in York Region and the GTA. The national average home price was $665,000. That was in June of you know 2022, so just last month. What is the mix then here in York Region and the GTA in terms of what is selling? What is the average uh, house price or home price? Well, the, the average house price right now is still maintained. So, you know, instead of being at the $1.6, $1.7 million range, we're down to about $1.4 million in New York Region. However, the, the condos are selling a lot more. And if you look at York Region in terms of where the condos are, Markham, Richmond Hill, Vaughan, we're selling so many more condos. But that's also because we had a lot of completions of projects that were being built over the last couple of years. So as those condos hit the market, and there's a lot of them, especially in Vaughan and Markham, you're going to start to see the average price come down a bit because of the, the change in the mix. So Markham, Richmond Hill, and Vaughan are leading the uh, condo sales, in that, and they're generally where a lot of the more expensive home sales take place as well. So when you have that added to the mix, you're going to start to see a bit of a shift in the average price. After the break, the latest rate hike and your mortgage. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. And Asif, you have today's guest. I do, Tina. I have mortgage agent Mohit Masan returning to On the Market. Mohit, welcome back. Thank you so much, Asif. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, Mohit. There's obviously so much talk around the rate hike. Tell us a little bit about what a 1% rate hike has done for the temperature in the mortgage industry. Is it uh, cooling down a little bit? Are you seeing more applications, less? Uh, the trend that I've seen, Asif, is that uh, the clients tend to kind of slow down on their property search after a rate hike. And say a month after, they gradually start to trickle back. That's what happened with the previous hike as well, where it slowed down after the hike. Uh, but let's say closer to the end of July, I had a lot of applications where people said, okay, it is what it is. This is the new reality. Uh, let's try to get a property now. And especially now, if there are some deals to be had. Uh, people are trying um, to get into the market. So it's, it's, it's slow right now, uh, right after the hike. But I imagine they'd start coming back with questions and 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 applications say towards the end of the month but this latest rate hike was the largest that we've seen in quite some time almost you know 24 25 years what does it mean to the to the consumer uh it definitely impacts their eligibility and this was something that uh, we were talking to our customers about because uh, right after the previous hike 
we were expecting uh, another hike we thought it would be close to about 0.75% three quarters this kind of surpassed our expectation but we knew for a fact that this is going to impact the eligibility so if we go back to how the stress test works to qualify a client for a mortgage we either qualify them at the qualifying rate which is currently at 5.25 or we qualify them at the interest rate being offered plus 2% so up until the previous hike we were fine uh where the rate was still let's say about 2.7 2.8 we could qualify people at 5.25 but with this hike even the lowest insured rate uh, for variable rate is gone up to say about 3.8% which means their qualification has to happen at 5.8 um and that's kind of uh, reduce their eligibility i have a few clients who've been in the market for 2 or 3 months and they're very disappointed with the fact that you know they were at the brink of getting a property and now not only are the rates higher their eligibility is lower too and mohit with that said are you seeing a lot of panic in the marketplace from people that were maybe pre-approved or uh, may have thought they could borrow a lot more than what they can borrow right now there certainly is a lot of disappointment is what i've seen asif yes i guess panic is a word we could use but a lot of the clients that i was dealing with who let's say were in the market for 2 or 3 months they were looking at properties um they were happy with the fact that the market has cooled down a little bit so they had uh, a few more options there were more listings and then suddenly what happens is you know i go back to them and say listen your eligibility isn't the same anymore and they're very disappointed because it it almost means that they'll have to wait for a few more months and what do you think is going to happen next where do we go from here what kind of advice are you giving your clients uh it's becoming very hard to predict now so from uh what we are reading and all the news that we are hearing we think there could be more such hikes going forward uh i don't know what that will do to the sentiment in the market because you know we are almost uh you know pushing people out of the market these people who could let's say afford um uh, an $800,000 property and if they are reduced to close to about a 700 it almost changes the kind of property they could have bought they could perhaps be looking at free old townhouse and this perhaps brings them down to a condo townhouse just as an example uh so it's it's very difficult to predict but when when it comes to my customers uh i always believe the right time to get a property is now and and i know this might not uh sound very promising in today's market with the rate hikes and all but if you look at history and if you look at the past yes we've had situations where the market has cooled down there've been other factors which have impacted the market but at the end of the day if you've bought a property and you have the ability to hold it for a while um you've generally gained money on that at least i have not seen a lot of money a lot of people lose money in the market so i always think if people have the ability to hold a property um uh, and if they can qualify for a mortgage on the property they like they could look at it right now because i i don't think there's a reason for waiting anymore these hikes are going to come about you might as well get something now and then and then see what happens after and we have 3.8% rate if we were talking about rates 2 years ago before the pandemic we would have had people lining up for a 3.8 4% interest rate and now all of a sudden it's considered unaffordable 
I mean, one of the contributing factors is how much the home prices have gone up in the last two years. But if you're just looking at rates, these are pretty affordable rates in terms of, you know, historically speaking. How do you explain that to your clients? Uh, You're right. So, uh, you know, we we can be short-sighted sometimes, and a lot of the first-time home buyers and examples that I'm working with, they do not know what the past rates were. So they've maybe just recently entered the market and they've heard of rates like uh, 0.99% on variable that was being offered by one of our lenders uh, not too long ago. And from there, we've come to a rate of about 3.7-3.8%. So you compare that and you think it's too expensive, but at the end of the day, like you said, if, if you look at historic numbers, these rates still aren't extremely high. And what's also happening is if you... If you uh, Think back at, let's say, earlier this year, although the rates were slightly lower, the amount that you were paying for a property was much higher. So a part of the rate hike, if not all of it, is being compensated by the fact that you're getting properties at a cheaper rate now. So that that's the approach that a lot of my clients are taking. Uh, they're being financially smart, and they're not just looking at one factor. They're looking at the whole picture and the fact that they are perhaps being able to get um, a, a bigger property for the amount that they're eligible for as compared to what they would have gotten, let's say, earlier this year. So they're still fine. They're fine with the fact that the rates are higher. Uh, Although it does change the dynamic in terms of uh, variable versus fixed, uh, because up until, let's say, before this hike, variables seem to be the way to go, but that might change going forward, and a lot of buyers may consider fixed rates as well. And do you think that listeners perhaps should consider changing the terms of their mortgage or it's not worth it? Uh, so you mean changing from variable to fixed at this point? Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I would say there's no harm in checking with your bank. Uh, see what you've got. So I only yesterday, and, and I get these calls every day now, ever since that hike, uh, I had this client I was talking to and he said, does it make any sense for me to switch to fixed? Uh, and I said, you know what, get a rate from your bank first, see what they're willing to offer, and then we can compare. But as a rule of thumb, I think if the difference between a variable rate and a fixed rate is less than 1%, which means if the fixed rate is less than 1% more expensive than variable, there's no harm in switching if that gives you the comfort, especially you know if you've been on the brink and not sure if you can afford higher payments, you want to lock that in. Sure, but if, if the fixed rate is still, let's say, 1.5% more expensive than variable, it's something that you'd have to decide based on what you're comfortable with. Uh, to kind of just give you an idea, I'm still on a variable rate mortgage for my own property, and I plan to continue doing that for the next little while. Great answer. And also, one thing to consider, Mohit, when people are looking at variable versus fixed, if they want to switch over, aren't there penalties involved? Is it interest rate differential or is it a three-month penalty? But that has to be taken into account to make sure that that's the right decision. Correct. So with most of the big banks and also some of the other financial institutions, you can switch from variable to fixed at no cost. Uh, Every bank would have a different way of uh, structuring that. So let's say you got a five-year term two years back, uh, variable. Uh, You have three years left in your mortgage. A bank may offer you a three-year fixed rate to get locked in for the next three years, or some other bank may give you an early renewal and give you a five-year term. So they lock you in for five years. Every bank, every branch will structure it differently, but a lot of these banks will will allow you to switch from variable to fixed at uh, no cost to you if you are staying with the same financial institution.
However, you cannot do the other way around. You cannot go from fixed to variable without any cost. You, at that point, have to pay the penalty at interest rate differential. Interesting. And if our listeners have more questions around this topic, which is a really hot topic right now, where can they reach you? Sure. Uh, the best way to reach me is either call or text me. My uh, phone number is 647-709-2117. Again, it's 647-709-2117. Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. I'm always happy to answer your calls. Thank you very much for the great information. Thank you so much for having me. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing. This is On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. Vanya from Markham writes, I am planning to purchase a new build or pre-construction townhome. What do I need to know to avoid the builder canceling the project? And how do I protect my deposits, which are required when I sign the contract? Lots of issues there, right, Asif? <laughs> yeah, they sure are. And, and uh, a couple of things, your deposit is protected by the carry-on warranty. So make sure that uh, the builder is set up with carry-on. As your deposit should be held in trust by the law firm that's representing the builder, and uh, it is protected under Tarion. You want to, you may want to read the Tarion rules and regulations just to make sure that uh, your deposit is fully protected under there. As for canceling of projects, that's been happening a lot more because of the the costs that have gone up in in terms of construction and everything and. Things that are being sold now, the, the condos and the homes that are being sold now are taking that into consideration. However, uh, you know, homes and condos that were sold maybe about a year or two ago, they had a significant increase in costs. The other cost to watch for is the development charges. There's a lot of cities and uh, towns that have really jacked up their development charges. So you want to make sure that those are capped as well and make sure that uh, that is reflected on your agreement of purchase and sale. Taking a realtor in and having them look over your agreement of purchase and sale and help you with the contents of it is probably the best thing that you could do. And there really isn't much that a potential buyer can do in terms of protecting themselves from the builder canceling a project. There really isn't because a lot of these projects are conditional. The approvals that they're given from their banks are conditional on the number of sales, the cost. There's so much that goes into a builder's approval. And at any point, if the financial institution doesn't feel that uh, there's adequate uh, funds or or adequate uh, security for them to continue with this project, they can pull the financing. So all of that is accounted for in the agreement of purchase and sales. There's not much a consumer can do I would go with, you know, even the larger builders, we've had some issues with some of them uh, in terms of canceling uh, projects. And it's been a first for them as well. So it's a different type of uh, market out there. And we're starting to see signs of it affecting even the pre-construction group. But having a builder with a solid reputation to build is the first start. Sue from Thornhill sent us this email. She wants to know, if her planned backyard pool will be an asset when it comes time to sell her home. 
So before the pandemic, I would have said it's 50-50. It's uh, people that really want a pool would love to have a pool. Mm -hmm. And some people that don't like pools or if they have younger kids or, uh, you know, it goes against, uh, you know, what they want in a property, they it would be a detriment. However, over the last couple of years, we've seen more people wanting a pool because of the travel restrictions of stay-at-home orders. So, you know, the pools have really generate a lot more interest over the last couple of years than they had previously. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can reach me at 416-985-KHAN. That's 416-985-5426. Just before we go, the on the market hot listing. Asif, where are we off to? We are going to central Toronto for a condo, Tina. It's a couple years old, to Sonic Way. It was one of the most desirable condo buildings that uh, was coming up a few years ago. It's at Don Mills and Eglinton, so you're steps from the LRT. So very convenient if you're heading downtown for school or work. Just jump on the, uh, the LRT to the subway. It's really convenient to get across Eglinton right now with the new LRT. You're right by the Science Centre right by the Don Valley Parkway, and your minutes to either the 401 or the Gardner Lakeshore Combo. Great, great layout, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and you're on the 20th floor, so you've got a great view of downtown Toronto. And what can you tell us in terms of amenities? Is there a pool? Is there a gym in the building? There is, and the amenities are state-of-the-art. You share the amenities with the other building, Six Sonic Way, and you've got a state-of-the-art gym. You've also got an outdoor gym, Tina. So for those that want to be outdoors, there's also outdoor gym equipment in a parquet that's right outside the building. It's just a fabulous location. It's very central. Uh, there's there's so many people that want to move into this area. There's a huge redevelopment going on, more condo buildings coming, and uh, you're in the heart of all the amenities, the the, the highways, it's just a fabulous location to be in. And we've just improved the price on this for today's market. We've dropped it $25,000, now $775,000. So we've taken in the higher interest rate, carrying costs, and made it affordable for a first-time buyer. For our listeners who want more information about this two-bedroom condo in central Toronto, where can they find it? They can call 905-554-5522 and uh, ask for more information on Two Sonic Way. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.